And now. Rise and shine, girls and boys, ladies and gents, mothers and fathers, and welcome to yet another episode of the weekly Dare to Suck podcast. My name is Will, and this is the show where I interview inspirational leaders, rising star and all-star entrepreneurs of all age groups and from different parts of this planet. I'm still not completely sure what it is. Are we not listening enough to our body when signs of fatigue sneak up upon us? Or is it our brain that tells us to keep on pressing forward until we finally break down? In today's episode, we will meet the author and journalist Rosanna, who tells us about her own experiences with work-related fatigue, how to recognize the symptoms once they appear, and what needs to be done in order to become mentally healthy and strong again. Please enjoy the uplifting and heartening Rosanna. Hello, Rosanna, and welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Well, same for me. I'm also really excited, uh, especially right now. I think in a, you were just um, launching your latest book, and um, and I think there is a lot of, of media coverage happening around you, and still you find time to 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 join us here. So I really appreciate that. Thanks a lot. But um, as as you know, the first thing I always ask, and that I would be interested about, is to hear a little bit from you in terms of what do you suck at badly, and where are your superpowers? Well, I suck at exercise. I mean, when I go to the gym, I'm like a deer in the headlights. I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I do it anyway. And then afterwards, I feel great. So even though I suck, I still do it. That that's that's a good point. I I think I felt like this before myself um, quite often actually. Um, but what would you say your superpowers are then? Please don't say it's hunting. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I my superpowers are that I'm very good at connecting with people. You can basically give me any person in the world, and I will find a connection with them. I mean, I, I'm a journalist, and I've interviewed people from heads of big companies to Hollywood superstars to, well, basically people, homeless people from the streets. <laughs> and uh, somehow I am good at connecting with everyone. And it's maybe because I'm genuinely interested in what they have to say. So somehow they sense that I really want to know more. <laughs> Oh, yes. And here you have the next candidate who really wants to know more because I have um, actually my, my head is, is, is buzzing with questions. And maybe if we can kick into the kick in the first gear of this of this episode and also um, come back to what I said in the beginning, you launched your your uh, your recent uh, book with uh, here in Finland, at least with a lot of um, attention, because I think it's it's an extremely important topic that you cover. And um, so in, in the latest book, you are inviting the readers 
to join you as well as eight other persons on a on a journey to let's say the dark side of uh, of work-related fatigue and um, and maybe for me the first interesting question would be why why did you choose that topic is it close to your heart or is it something you were just asked to do it's close to my heart i have suffered from it myself <laughs> when i was on sick leave from my own work uh, fr- uh i was working as a journalist and uh, i was working way too hard and i didn't realize it myself i was pushing myself to the limit and uh, at work and at home i had two small kids they were two and five at the time and uh, i just didn't get any rest and somehow i just thought to myself well life is hard when you have small kids and you want to make a good career you know this is what it is (laughs) just suck it in (laughs) but uh, i sucked it in for way too long and then one time i was working uh, and i just burst into tears and i realized i cannot write another sentence on this computer this is it (laughs) and then i just you know went home and then called to the doctor and they said it's going to be a long sick leave for you (laughs) and i was like what who me no 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 i'm a happy person i mean i love my job i love my life it cannot you know be me what is she talking about (laughs) but it turns out she was right and that's already my my next question. How is it? Um, how how do you diagnose it? I, I think uh, we we spoke earlier in the green room already about it. That actually I know um, so many people around me in a very close circle who has been either affected by by work related fatigue or a burnout or something equivalent. And uh, and it, it's always like that. The message is, oh, all of a sudden I I got hit by the wall and as you said right now i started to cry uh, i don't know where that came from is it is it so difficult to actually know in advance or early enough that this is about to happen or are we just so numb that we don't want to hear the warning signs yes that is a very good point we don't want to hear the warning signs i mean in hindsight i'm I'm seeing a lot of warning signs, but I didn't want to, you know, uh, tell them to myself at the time because I just thought, you know, if I'll just push through, maybe next weekend I will have some rest. But the next weekend never came. (laughs) But the warning signs that you should pay attention to is uh, that you can't sleep at night you will wake up during 3 a.m., 4 a.m. and thinking about work-related stuff. And you get uh, very irritated about small things. And you just don't have the, you know, ability to do anything after work than just lying on the couch. And you forget stuff. And uh, maybe you, uh, in order to, you know feel better you take a little bit of alcohol and uh, that's not at all good idea to do but 
when you are very tired and anxious, it will make you feel better. I didn't personally take any alcohol, but I know many Finnish people do. So it's a warning sign, definitely. And I myself, I had a lot of headaches. Like there was constant feeling of pressure in my head. But um, I I just thought, you know, I, when I sit next to the computer, my neck is tight. So it must be because of that. <laughs> so I kind of told myself uh, that all these warning signs that were there, that uh, I had a reason for them. I didn't realize the reason was work-related fatigue and exhaustion. Oh, God. I, 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 I can at least check a couple of tick boxes already. So... <laughs> I think that's uh, that's that's uh, at least good to know, but maybe not good to hear. I will tell you though something. Uh, stress. If you are feeling stress, it's not always bad. I mean, stress can be a good thing when you have a big project to finish. Uh, it helps you push through. But if you have like ten more projects coming up and you never get any rest then it's it's going to eventually hit you hard yeah and that uh, because that brings me also to the next question in terms of you mentioned in the beginning you as a journalist you have been one of your superpowers is that you have interviewed um spoken to also a lot of people uh, from different let's say, industry sectors, classes of life, uh, you know, uh, different people in general. And now, hence my question, is work-related um, fatigue, is that more prominent in some sectors or is it is it hitting us all at some point, regardless of, of, of what we do and where we work? For example, managers, are they the classical burnout candidates or can it be also somebody who works in a daycare? Well, definitely. It, it affects everyone. Uh, it, maybe the reasons why people get burned out are different for manager and a child, uh, child carer, but... Uh, uh it definitely affects us all and if you think about managers it's actually quite a lonely job you get a lot of people complaining <laughs> for you uh, and maybe not too much credit for your work uh, so if you are a manager and you are feeling stressed and anxious and tired you should You should uh, definitely find a person who you can vent out for from your own workplace. Somebody who you can trust, who you can just, you know, let it all out. I think that is a very important thing. And it's not only managers, it's, it's anybody. Uh, you need to vent out the exhaustion <laughs> for somebody you can really trust that they won't, you know, pay forward. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There is a lot of fear there to to be open and to be vulnerable. Um, when it comes to your book and these these other people who were participating in 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 the book and in your studies, um, was there some stories where you thought, "Wow, that that was that was a tough one," or that's an interesting one to share uh, to our audience? 
Yes, uh, so my book is in Finnish and it's called Tue Uupumuskirja, which is a funny word a if you don't word. understand Love Finnish. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's a book from work-related fatigue. And the main point in my book is that I have interviewed uh, several different people all over Finland from different professions who have told their work fatigue story. And uh, they are there with their um, names and there are pictures about them because I wanted to talk openly. I wanted to show that these are the real people who are dealing with this. And my own story is included there as well. (laughs) So uh, uh, it somehow, I think it feels that uh, the people are closer when you can see what they look like and who they are. So, yeah, there are so many stories. Uh, I'm in awe with all of them. And I'm so happy that they wanted to share share this vulnerable side. There are, like, uh, people from uh, very big big um, places where they work, like a head of uh, editor-in-chief in Helsingin Sanomat, which is the um, biggest uh, newspaper in Finland. She is telling her story. But then there is also a um, um, man from Seinäjoki, which is from uh, high up <laughs> in Finland, <laughs> uh, from a small town, uh, who has been uh, out of work since he was 26 years old. And now he's 67 and he's been severely depressed and uh, his story was something that was, whoa, like, I mean, he's been completely alone basically his whole life because uh, he got kicked out from work and there was all sort of things that were related to that. But now he actually wants to help people to feel better about themselves. He's doing voluntary work. And now he's find his place in the world and his story, whoa, it brings me goosebumps. Me too. So, I mean, coming to that, because now you said that this this uh, gentleman from Seinäjoki was able to overcome his, his, I mean, that's a long time, my God, uh, to overcome such a disease that shows again how powerful it is, how much it can cripple you. Um, but what about yourself i mean you are here back on stage you are you are happy you are positive um you have the kids flying around at home um <laughs> how how did you how did you get back uh, to to normal or whatever normal means yeah well i did have to do a lot of work with myself on that one uh, when i was on sick leave i was there for six months so I really had to learn to rest. At first, I wanted to perform the whole sick leave. <laughs> like, I just wanted to do things that I wasn't able to do before as a mother of small children. I wanted wanted to go to the movies and uh, out in the town, but it backfired for me because um, I didn't rest. Now I really had to learn to just relax and look at the wall when the paint is drying. (laughs) And 
Also, I um, have been to therapy for three years. Thank God. <laughs> therapy is wonderful. I mean, uh, it, it gives you a whole new perspective on life. I recommend it to everyone. Yeah, that's for me, my personal therapy, honestly, is this podcast here because it's always so interesting to, to, to speak and uh, to listen to stories and ask uh, questions about interesting topics. So, so I, I agree it helps. Um, so now you shared also how you overcame the whole situation. I think it's a process that probably never stops. But in terms of um, what can the if there is even an answer to it, to it, I don't know. But is there something that the, the, the government can do or let's say the, the state of Finland or any state can do in order to work to prevent work-related fatigue? Is there something existing on, on a governmental level or is it all up to us that you have to figure it out and, and you're left alone once it happens? Well, the government should definitely give more money to mental health. <laughs> Because uh, if we can prevent these kinds of things from happening in advance, if we can point out a, a, a time that we can, you know, a person can be on sick leave for two weeks, it's a lot better than six months. <laughs> so we should definitely ha work uh, to notice these, um, these things in advance, the work-related fatigue, Uh, but you always need money for that. You cannot, you know, just make it out yourself. Like, oh, I'm a bit tired. I will just rest. <laughs> Somehow we, as humans, I think when we work, we really want to do our work well. Uh, and sometimes that itself can lead to, well, what I went through. <laughs> we really want to show our bosses, our friends, other people that um, we are good at what we're doing and we want to be even better. Uh, but um, that is not something the government itself can help. That is something you really need to figure out yourself. Like, why am I doing this work so much? Why am I thinking that work is all there is? Because... As an individual, you really have to find another thing in your life that is important, not just work. Oh my God, that's such a that's such an important point, and I was about to ask you that later, but now I have to do it right away because because I think personally. It, of course, depends who you ask, and there is a lot of opinions, there is a lot of different studies, but, but I think what is always striking me is the fact that a lot of people don't seem to be happy with what they do with the work they do so there is studies some some studies say more than 50% don't like what they do or are not satisfied at work some studies say it's 80% and i think this is it's shocking it's mind blowing how that number can be so high so i'm wondering in terms of burnout and work related fatigue Are we just trying to cure um, the results of the fact that a lot of people are just not happy with what they do, or or is 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 there another? Are we really working with the with the source problem here? That's a good question. Um, 
I think people are quite afraid to change their lives. It's always easier to just just stay where you are, stay put. Everything is familiar. Uh, even though you don't really like what you're doing, it's it's familiar to you, and changing everything is you know almost seen as a threat. So because you know you might fail if you wanna try something new, you might not get what you want. <laughs> so that's why I think a lot of people are staying put in the places that they work because they are afraid. And I myself was afraid as well. But after this burnout and everything, I realized that I have to do something myself. I need to take my life in my own hands. And then I decided to start to become an entrepreneur. And that is what I have been for two years now. And I must tell you, I was afraid, but everything is so much better than I ever thought. <laughs> so jump, people, just do it. Don't be so much afraid. I mean, if you suck, who cares? <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> That's so true. My God, even me as a horrible podcast host, I uh, it, it doesn't matter as long as we do something that makes us, that brings us passion and joy. Yeah. And uh, this is especially, I think, um, uh, this is a tip for everyone, but I especially want to give this tip to all the parents. And you have teenagers, so teenagers, so listen carefully. Uh, what I think prevents the being afraid part uh, is that you have to, as a parent, you have to love your children regardless of what they do. They have to know that you love them whether they win or fail. I think that is the key ingredient of helping them, you know, go out in the world on their own if they know that their parents love them. That is everything. Oh, that is so true. And I also spoke uh, recently, the very interesting discussion with um, with uh, the CEO of Aseman Lapset here in Finland, who is um, who is working a lot with with I don't want to categorize it, but but street children, uh, children who have difficulties with uh, with their parents or with adults in general and he also said it's it's so important just to be you don't have to suck up to them but just be genuinely interested in what they do be be interested in their friends uh listen you don't always have to have an answer but 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 be there and what you say of course is is definitely in the same the same category important for us as parents yeah and uh, not everybody has that unfortunately not everybody has parents or friends who can do that and with my book actually I wanted this book to be a kind of like a friend for the reader who has been through work-related uh, fatigue and exhaustion or is thinking like am I going there I wanted to kind of be the friend for them with this book and actually I got a very nice feedback from somebody who told me that reading the book felt like a hug 
And I was like, whoa, so it it worked. I'm so happy. <laughs> no, I can imagine. And it's I think it's stigmatized, um, this whole topic. But thankfully, at least here in the Nordics, I believe people are getting more and more speaking more and more openly about it. And, and as I said, also, I... I see it all over the place. That's why I was asking you in the beginning, is it something that you believe is only happening in, in certain industries? But it can uh, uh, somebody who is doing mixed martial arts can be hit by it. Somebody who is a teacher can be hit by it. It's. I think we just need to be willing to share these stories to help each other. That would be so much more uh, than just, just digging in and just continue to do what you do. Yeah, and what I've noticed during the book and talking with other people who have uh, have uh, experienced this issue is that uh, somehow people think they are not entitled to be tired. Like, uh, they always think that there are people who are, you know, working more and they have more on their plate, so I'm not really... You know, I cannot be tired because there are people who have it worse than me. But this is not uh, this is not how you should think about this subject. You should only think about yourself. Am I tired? More tired than usual. You have only the only person you need to think is you yourself. Like, uh, how do you feel? Because you you don't know what the other people are going through and you don't need to know. You only need to listen to yourself in this one. I, I couldn't agree more. This is, I think that's a disease by itself that we always, and of course that's fueled by social media and everything else, uh, that uh, that we just, we believe that, well, this cannot only be about me. This has to be about at least 10 other people as well. And uh, and by that we we just lose focus. Um, that maybe brings me also to to maybe a roundup question here in terms of um, we talked about adults. We also spoke about children, and uh, and me as a family father, together with my wife, um, this this topic of course is also the topic of work related fatigue starts even in school already. Um, it is so there is so much pressure to make the right choices at the right time, to have the right average of grades, to there's a lot of hard facts that the children are learning already now, while the focus is maybe not so much on soft soft um, uh, factors and soft um, skills. Do you have, I mean, you know, the book is mainly written for adults, but do you have also maybe some advice for our children already? Um what to do what maybe not to do some warning signs they should listen to or anything that they might find valuable at that age well i want to tell them they are not to blame <laughs> they are probably blaming themselves like why isn't my life looking great when everyone else's is uh, and when you are young, you are still learning things. You you don't have to be perfect already. You don't have to have the best grades. You will have your whole life ahead of you. You will you will learn so many things. You will also fail. You cannot you know prevent failure. Everyone will fail. That's the human experience. That's life. My my own mother has said to me like. Life really isn't that easy. <laughs> and she's totally right. But don't, uh, if you're a young person, please don't, 
don't succumb to it. You you have the light in you. Trust the light. And as a parent, protect the light at all costs. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I Especially now important since the the dark season is going to come here in the into uh, come over us let's say in in the nordic so we need to protect the light in many ways i think yes <laughs> but um maybe now then coming to the final section here Rosanna, it was extremely interesting we could talk for hours uh maybe this is not the last session we have hopefully it's not but coming to something that i call the rising elevator where i would like to ask you a couple of quick fire questions if you are ready for that sure fire on good so the first one would be in terms of um, and that's gonna be interesting because you know a lot of people you have met a lot of people i'm actually a bit um, a bit jealous about the fact that you know peter stoodalen um, <laughs> it's also very that that's somebody i have learned a lot from in terms of following him and reading his books. But he is amazing. He is amazing. Yeah, that's. I that's did spend an, an hour one. interviewing him, and it was, uh, it was very good. He he's a genuine person, and he really mm. is interested in his staff. He's really interested on the ground level of people working for him. He's not, you know, in an ivory mm. tower looking for things and just getting the money himself. He really is engaged with everyone that is working in his hotels and stuff. So he's an amazing leader in my opinion. I think so too. With all the ups and downs, I completely agree. Um, but in terms, maybe your answer is now Peter Stuhlalen, but, but in terms of who would you suggest we should follow in social media or what books should we read or what Netflix series should we have a look at? Uh, what would your advice be? Well, uh, I want to recommend uh, somebody that you probably haven't heard, but he is an up and coming uh, youth, young person, a 19 year old guy working from a basement in Sipo. And he is uh, making beats to the biggest rappers in the world. He's a Finnish guy called Eti Eratuli and his Instagram profile is called, called Evertime. Uh, he has made a beat for a rapper that uh, was number 26 in the US chart. So he's a person who is following his dreams fearlessly and he is contacting people through Instagram. He has obviously you know, uh, worked a lot that he's good with the beats. So he's done several years this and now he's contacting people and he's getting recognized. But, uh, you know, the media hasn't heard about him yet. So you heard it here first. Oh, yeah, that's great. I will add him to the session note immediately, follow, invite him, do everything. I'm fearless as well. <laughs> Good. Thanks for the tip. That was completely new. I have to really uh, say that. It was a nice a nice addition here to our library. Um, the second question would be, Rosanna, in terms of, um, I mean, now you have just written a book. Maybe it's a bit too early to ask, but I will still do that. Um, when it comes to your next big project or when it comes to your next small project, uh, what, what kind of wild idea would you like to pursue right now that your book has been published. 
Well, I'm already pursuing it. Uh, it's wild, but uh, I'm up for it because I'm actually working with an um, organization psychologist uh, who has been working in the field for 15 years. We are working together on this project that uh, will uh, learn companies to re reduce the work-related fatigue. So we will launch together a program that we want to sell to companies and help them to, you know, see the see what's going on, take the advantage. And I'm I'm a little bit nervous, but also very, you know, looking forward to this. It's going to be launching in a few months. Wow, great. Please keep us posted because that's so, so important. I've also seen there is mindfulness and other uh, yoga techniques uh, are coming into, into the enterprise world as well. And I think, uh, yeah, I would have loved to have it when I started because it's so much. You need to be centered in order to be able to outperform. Yeah, we. I mean, what we are bringing to the table is uh, science and the story. So I don't think there has been too much of things like this. So I'm excited. Really great. Good. And in terms of, as you talk about excitement as well, and you mentioned earlier that you stepped into the world of entrepreneurship yourself, despite the fact that you were afraid in the beginning, but now it gives you passion, it gives you joy. Um, what would your advice be to your 15-year-old self, um, if, if I may ask that? Well, my advice would be surround yourself with people who care about you, no matter if you win or fail, <laughs> because you will, uh, like this, what I learned from this burnout and everything is that I do have people who genuinely care about me, even though I suck. And that makes a world of difference to, you know, Uh, to the way that I take risks in life. So that is something I I think is... Um, I, I didn't know uh, when I was 15 that I would find these people, but I will. <laughs> That's a message I actually told to my to our oldest daughter as well. I said, if you if you want to run fast, and that's not a quote from me, that's something publicly available somewhere. Uh, but if you want to run fast, uh, run alone. But if you want to run long, and a long distance, then run with a team. And exactly, uh, and that's so true. Yeah, that's what we often forget. It's not about us only. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Good. Rosetta, this was fantastic. I'm excited, um, a bit scared also because I ticked some of the boxes that you would that you mentioned earlier in terms of uh, uh, work-related fatigue, but um, I will immediately lie down, take it easy for the rest of the day. <laughs> and uh, Sounds good. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> good. So I wish you all the best and, and thank you so much once again for joining. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Bye-bye.